Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different angle. You know, today I want to talk about uh, sort of the aquarium business. Enough of you have asked me um, questions. Some of you want to start your own businesses and so forth. And I think it's kind of fun to maybe give at least my perspective. I've been in a few uh, different businesses in this industry and, you know, I've been started my own kind of weird niche business in tenant aquatics and now seen it grow into something pretty substantial. Um, I, hopefully I can share some, some, you know, experiences with you and some attitudes, some ideas, all that kind of stuff. So if you're thinking of doing your own little little aquarium business, maybe it gives you some of the information you need to make that jump or not make that jump as the case may be. And from time to time, I like to share with you the view from the other side of the keyboard, you know, what it's really like to be in the industry. And again, I do this because uh, you ask me and uh, it kind of give you an idea about what we deal with regularly and how we do it and uh, just some of the things that you, you can expect in this hobby and industry. And I love doing this because I love to encourage anyone who has the desire, the means, and the drive to go for it. The hobby really needs passionate people like you. And of course, I owe it also to you to share the sort of the the interesting uh, facets of the aquarium industry that you run into from time to time. And one of my fave things to relate to you is how you need to sort of have a thick skin when you're sharing your product or your company or your idea with the aquarium world. I know we've talked about this in the hobby before, uh, regurgitation and all those kind of things. And it's also true in the business. And we've discussed it quite a bit. However, uh, somebody uh, who is trying to start their own, you know, cool little hobby related business asked me about this topic not long ago. Uh, and I figured, okay, I'll oblige you. And, and of course, I have no shortage of examples from our time here in 10. Uh, and uh, in fact, I could offer one up from not too long ago that kind of shows you the kind of things that you'll face or experience and just the inside mindset and how you can justify this or if you maybe not, but, but things you need to think through. Um, classic example of the sort of dichotomy which exists in the aquarium world and how the industry, that's us, have an obligation to be honest, yet from, you know, firm in our own convictions uh, as, you know, hobbyists and industry people, because that's that's being tr- part of being true to yourself. Um, now, I was asked not long ago to ship uh, some samples of our products to uh, somebody in a different country and um, he wanted to share with his little online community and club, you know, some of the things that we, uh, that we offer and I guess, you know, show what it's about. And of course, um, he did share them. And, you know, as usual, there, there's going to be people that see the work and say, oh, this is interesting. Others that say, oh, this is, what is this crap? What are you doing? Are you, why you, you pay for this? Blah, blah, blah. It's the usual. We see it before, especially in an industry like the aquarium hobby. You know, I'd see quotes like, you know, oh, they sell blah, blah, blah. We, we could pick this up off the ground or you have to pay for this stuff. Oh, wait a second. They charge you international shipping. That's crazy. Um, you don't get this stuff all over the place. I mean, yeah, I don't want to sound too flippant, but no shit. <laughs> like this is the kind of thing that you'll run into. Like this is some sort of grand expose, you know, oh, we're finished. 
someone's cracked the code. We've been exposed for selling materials that you could probably collect yourself. Oh my God, what do I do? As one of my marketing people says, you guys sell lawn trash. And here at Tannin, I've said this probably, I don't know, 3,000 times since I've started the company. We didn't invent botanicals. Um, we didn't invent the idea of using botanical materials in our aquarium. We don't have some exclusive deal with Mother Nature to be the world's only purveyor of leaves and twigs and seed pods and all that stuff. Like, we give you the scientific names of the majority of the stuff that we sell. We don't use absurd made-up names to describe this stuff to hide behind it. You could likely find some of these items near you. You can find them in various sources online. You can collect them from the backyard, as one consumer advocate, I, I use that word loosely, once zealously asserted to me. Yeah, you can. In fact, we've written a blog or two or three on this very topic right here. In fact, one not long ago. Yet this often gets overlooked by these armchair advocates, you know, zealous to try to call BS on stuff. And, you know, I, I think that's uh, amusing. It's predictable. And it's often kind of uplifting to me. Like, what? Where are you going with this, Feldman? Well, it's amusing because of the tone in which some of these exposés are made, as if we're trying to dupe you somehow. I mean... I don't think that we've ever hid the fact that, you know, you can find most of these things in the natural world all around you if you're willing to source, collect, test, and prepare the stuff. And you should whenever you can. We encourage it. Hobby's expensive. I get it. It's predictable because you could just see this kind of thing coming. I've seen this millions of times with, on both the freshwater and saltwater side. Somebody shows something a little bit different. It's like so many things in the hobby. The self-appointed critics of the hobby and industry seem to feel as though they're looking out for the good of the hobby by exposing some sort of injustice being perpetrated upon the hobby. You'll run into this with a lot of new products, methodologies, ideas. We ran into it here. I've seen it in the reef aquarium world. I've seen it when people have introduced new, you know, new products in various parts of the aquarium industry. And, and a lot of these people that you know, will critique you, and you need to be ready for these, these are the same people who undoubtedly beat up on the fish food manufacturers because, you know, you can make your own or the local fish store because you could collect or breed your own fish much cheaper, of course, or the vendors who sell aquariums because, yeah, you can build your own. You know, you could also get a ride from a friend or drive yourself instead of taking Uber. You could fly your own plane instead of buying that ticket on United Airlines. You could make your own coffee instead of going to Starbucks and paying, you know, $4 for a, you know, latte. You can make your own hamburger instead of heading to the McDonald's drive-thru. You could do all that stuff yourself if you have the time, the resources, and the desire to do so. It, it's sort of an interesting dichotomy here. And it's uplifting. It's uplifting because it's nice to know that even in their, even if their methodology is a little bit undisciplined and un, maybe even unfair in, in, in our opinions, some of these critics and advocates really care about the hobby and they want to see that hobbyists aren't taken advantage, uh, taken advantage of. And that's huge. It's important and it's great. I think that's wonderful thing about the aquarium hobby. People do care. And, and as for like us and how I approach those things, I'll share it with you. I mean, we sell products, sure. But the most important thing we sell is convenience. We offer the ability to have all these things that you might you know, be able to obtain for yourself if you want to spend the time, the money, and the effort curating them from dozens of places around the world all by yourself. If you wanted to vet suppliers, deal with customs, sort through all the BS, etc., sure, you could do it. So yeah, we've been aware from day one that what we offer is not some exclusive thing. The difference is how we offer it, what value we add to the metaphorical lawn trash. These are important things to know when you're starting your own business. Criticism comes. You have to get used to it, especially in the aquarium world where there's a lot of these types of people that, again, seemingly love to advocate for the hobby. We're used to it, and I hope you get used to it too, and I hope it encourages you to, to be strong. 
I've seen this so many times over the years since we started. I'd be lying if I didn't say that it didn't get me just a bit perturbed from time to time, of course, because after all, it's a labor of love. It's, it's my baby. It's the only thing I do. It's a bit normal. It's normal to be a bit defensive, in a, in a, in, at least to yourself. And, you know, I've also learned, however, not to let it get to me. And certainly not to let it change the way we do business around here. We don't really need to because we're true to ourselves and to the hobby. And again, this is another important lesson. I'd like those of you that are are thinking of starting an aquarium business, really think that through because honesty, transparency, and the desire to share information and ideas on the applications of what we sell to advance the hobby are the overriding most important goals to me. They're baked into our DNA. We were doing a blog long before we were making a lot of sales, let me tell you, because I wanted to explain what we do and and the idea behind what I do. And sure, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to make a living. Of course I do. I want to make a living. I want to pay my employees and my vendors and operate at a profit. That's what a business does. That's the audacity you have to have when you're starting a hobby-based business. What was formerly a hobby and a, a fun little thing suddenly becomes a business that's a little different. But if you're founded on the right principles of taking care of people, being honest, transparent, and so forth, in addition to doing something you love, you almost can't can't go wrong. You know, however, I don't want to compromise our values and ethos by just trying to take advantage of people. Um, no one wants to do that. In fact, what kind of person would want to do that? I mean, there are some businesses out there like that, but they don't last too long. That's for sure. I've seen a few come and go. There's a reason why we offer a daily free blog, a podcast, articles and magazines, support club raffles, charities, product, you know, produce videos, etc., etc. It's why we try like hell to answer every email, every DM, every request for information. It's to share what we love, to support the growth of the hobby or this movement within the hobby any way we can. Because there's plenty of room to go around for plenty of vendors doing the same thing. That's why there's 30 brands of fish food and 1,800 different you know, carbon manufacturers and 20 different aquarium manufacturers because there's room for innovation and room for differentiation. And I offer this blog again, uh, or now it's a podcast, but I offer this up to you, you know, fellow, some of your fellow aquarium industry vendors already, local fish stores, or even just hobbyists who are contemplating launching that aquarium related business. Some of you face this stuff already. You face it often. Maybe you battle it out in forums with critics and Annoying people. I talked to a friend of mine the other day who was, you know, gives of himself quite a bit. He gives a lot of free advice to people. He was just at wit's end with some people. It's part of part of the game, you know. If you're getting into the aquarium business, you need to state your position clearly and present your honest self. That's one of the things I'm proud of here at Tenant. I tell it like it is. I I trash on myself just as easily as I trash on some of the ideas that I don't necessarily like. And that's why I'm kind of drawn to some of these people that we've had as guests on the on the podcast who are just genuine, real people, like like Rachel O'Leary, like Johnny Ciotti, like, uh, you know, myself, we, we have that kind of attitude that like, well, this is who I am. I'm not going to change who I am. Uh, I'm going to present my honest self to you. And I think that's really important. And if you could put that into your business, that's a great thing. You, ne- you know, you need to be consistent. You need to be ethical and you need to be available. Get that voice and message out there often and whenever you can. You're going to face lots of critiques, just like the ones we do. It's part of the game. If you aren't up to, you know, facing criticism and questions, you need to reconsider, you know, staying in this industry. And you need to consider, reconsider the, or starting in this industry in the first place. Really, I know that sounds a little harsh, but, you know, that's, that's what happens when you're pushing out into to new areas or presenting a different viewpoint on things. And that's part of the fun. 
I, there's nothing more enjoyable for me than to take somebody who has been skeptical or even downright nasty about disagreeing with me on something, uh, sharing an, an idea that I've shared. Then they try that idea and they experience a little bit of success and suddenly they're like, you know, you're right. And it's not just because I'm right and you're wrong. It's because you've opened somebody's mind up. You've turned a critic into somebody that is a beneficiary of this amazing you know, thing that we do in the hobby that we all, we, we all experiment, we try new things. So that's really fun. And that's, that's a great uplifting part about working in something like the aquarium hobby. It's not as cut and dry as some of the other things that you could do in business, but, and certainly not always as lucrative, but it's a very enjoyable business. And I encourage those of you who are thinking about this to take that plunge. Don't be afraid of criticism. Don't be afraid of the disagreements you're going to face. Don't be afraid of having to justify yourself. I just spent in the last few minutes explaining to you a, a classic argument that I am on the receiving end quite a bit, uh, or have been. Not it doesn't happen very often, but um, you'll constantly see people um, questioning your motives or questioning what you do, and that's okay. It's good that those things exist. It's just the most important thing that you can do is come from that place of honesty and. And if you have a good idea, don't let criticism, don't let any of those things snuff it out. We've talked about this before from a hobby standpoint. And I think if you apply that to the, the business that you're thinking of running, you almost can't fail because people see the truth. They see um, somebody really trying and doing something beautiful for the hobby. And that's important. And I'm, I'm super proud that so many of you are so interested in what we do. And it's really an honor to be able to get out here every day and just talk what's on my mind, write it down and share it with you. Um, if I make one little tiny contribution to the hobby that maybe helps somebody just be brave and try something a little different, I think I could say that my business was far more successful than if I was making $50 million a year because anybody can make money. Not everybody can change minds and move people and let them enjoy people. It's a fabulous thing to be able to do that. And I just want you to be able to do that with your businesses. So I know I'm getting a little long-winded here, and I'll wrap it up. But the point of this of this little uh, um, blog, this little podcast today was, was just not necessarily to show, like, look, I, I get attacked and, and I, how I defend myself and how I feel, but to show that, look, you can always defend yourself by just being the real you. You can't be anything more than that. So... I'm excited to see what kind of ideas you come up with. So to you, the guy out there that shot me the email that said, I'm thinking of starting my own company. I'm a little concerned. Don't be afraid. Be brave. Be bold. Be aspirational. Be enthusiastic. And above all, be honest. So stay excited. Stay motivated. Stay diligent. Stay honest again. (laughs) And stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Ten and Aquatics. I thank you very much for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tenth.